We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Buckington. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. to Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go. Tech and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Posada's throw. Roberts safe. And what can I say? Just stick my hat and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. His name is John Senecal. I am Brian Shackman. This is episode 58 in terms of the agenda. We'll do a little bit about uh, the acquisitions of the Red Sox and relative inactivity of both teams relative to the free agent market. Uh, we'll touch on the lockout and how stupid it is, and then we'll have a little bit of a factoid at the end. I mean, I you know, arguably, John, first of all, how you doing? You good? I'm good. That was a very enthusiastic opening, Brian. That's probably yeah. one of the more enthusiastic ones I've heard in a long time. Are you being sarcastic? No, no, I'm I'm a little bit sarcastic, but I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed because there's really not much going on, and other well, than other than labor strife, um, and they haven't even really strifed yet. To well, be they haven't strifed. That's for after Christmas, I think. The after and, Christmas strife. Yeah, that's what that's when the strife will kick in because you know the players will get paid in the off season anyway, and this won't really matter until we get into January when we get close to pitchers and catchers. Then we'll figure it out, but. I don't even know what they're fighting over, really. So we'll get to that in a minute. Because, you know, I mean, I say that because they spend over, I think they were over a billion and a half dollars spent. Crazy money already. Right. Spent. But the Red and the Red Sox and Yankees did next to nothing. And actually, the Red Sox did more than the Yankees. Yeah. But there was, I mean, think about it. James Paxton, who might not pitch until the end of July. Uh, Michael Walker, who's on the, you know, on the back nine of his career, if you want to say it. He's he's in, you know, this the seventh inning stretch of his career. Who knows? We'll talk about seventh inning stretch. Rich Hill, who I love, is, you know, maybe yeah. in the ninth inning of his his career. And JBJ you hit a buck sixty three. So like, what are the the Red Sox? It's like the Duquette days where you throw a bunch, you throw a bunch of things at the wall and hope one of the five or two of the five stick. I mean, it's kind of a, it's not a joke because they all have potential, but the 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 variables are just a lot. Yeah, I would have to say that I I think Rich Hill's ship has sailed. I mean, I don't think he's going to keep. I love him though. I don't think he's going to keep bringing back the magic that he had with the Rays um, last year. And I mean, he had some with the Red Sox too. I mean, I feel like he's played for the Red Sox like three times now. Yeah, well, he's actually. This is a factoid for you. He's actually signed with them seven separate times. Seven separate times. All yeah. right. He yeah. hasn't played for them seven, but like in terms of transactions yeah. and stuff, he's actually signed with them seven times. He's forty-two years old. It's crazy. I mean, it just goes to show you if you can throw a baseball and you're left-handed. 
started, yep. um, you're going to have a career. I mean, I think that's always been the case in Major League Baseball, especially with lefties. Um, but, man, it's 42 crazy. years old, and he, he can still get people out. But I, I'm still trying to figure out the whole JBJ thing. I mean, obviously, I'm guessing the two prospects that came with JBJ are are more significant than JBJ because, I, I mean, what are they going to really do with him? His he's not The Tiger's not going to change his stripes. Well, I, no, I, first of all, I think that the thinking is then they can, they can solve two positions. They'll, they'll lose the bat. Because you think, wouldn't Jaron Duran be their center fielder? Yeah, but they know he's not ready for prime time, right? So they got to give him more time because they rushed him up to the bigs. Can't he hit 212 in the major leagues? I just don't. I think he— JBJ is going to do that. I think uh, Jaron Duran was outclassed. He needs needs time. So let me just say, they put JBJ, you know, lose the bat, put him in center. You can put Kike at second. But, yeah, I mean, Hunter Renfro had career highs. He had 31 home runs and 96 RBIs, and he led the league in outfield assists. I mean, it's not a fair trade. And, and actually, he's cheap, you, too. When, it, he's half the price of JBJ. Yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm not understanding that. So Something's this, uh, well, going no, on. No, right. So, I mean, who knows? Alex Benellis is the guy that they talk about. He's, he's a strong kid, can play both sides of the infield. How old is he? He is, I want to say... He's got to be in his low 20s. He is... I gotta check the age. I mean, he's right out of college. He was yeah. in rookie, so I mean, he's right out. Of, so he's gotta be like twenty-two. So a potential guy. Well, I mean, he bats three oh nine between uh, a ball and rookie league, and he's got a little bit of pop, and uh, they like him. I mean, there's no, but I mean, is he that kind of prospect? And I, I listen at face value, people, people. He's actually he'll he'll be twenty-two this spring. Yeah. So, um, I think people like JBJ, but it's I mean, unless Benelis works out, it's. It's totally not worth it, and unless they take this Benellis kid and, and and package him for something else to get a pitcher at the trade deadline, right? This guy I comes mean, are in they on, opening a spot because they got rid of Renfro. I mean, something's I going on. Well, you don't but, get a Renfro for a twenty-two-year-old three, guy about three hundred in the minors and JBJ. I'm sorry, it right. just doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't. I mean, I think it was a head scratcher as much as I like JBJ. Uh, I think value wise, but maybe Benellis is part of a package. You know, if they're competing to get a pitcher. I mean, who knows? I mean, the bottom line is, and Paxton is coming back from surgery, and if he can come back. But if if he comes back in late July, does that really even even help? But He'll the come bottom back line just is, they long d- enough to beat the Yankees they, a couple neither of times. Team made any marquee signings. No. Neither team put forth any real money. Even though JBJ's a waste of money and he, I like him, yeah. but he's a waste of money. He comes out he nets at like 15 million. That's nothing like was spent on the open market. So my question is is it because the two organizations anticipate some sort of massive shock in the labor market? I think with the Red Sox it's just they're 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 wired differently now and they're not going to do that. They have to see what they're going to do with Bogarts and Devers and so they're going to keep their powder dry. As for the Yankees, you tell me, I have no idea what they're doing. Well, I mean, most of the huge free agents are gone, right? I mean, you have Correa. Yeah, but they weren't in on them. Right, none of them, right? You have Correa, Freeman, Bryant, Castellanos, you know, those those Schwarber, those are your marquee guys left. Right? I think so Chris Bryant you, would be good in New York. Chris Bryant would be good in New York. Yeah, but I mean, the Yankees re-upped Sanchez, which oh, God. I don't get it. They, they're, they're, they're sticking with him again another year, I it's guess. Just... And he's making like eight million, I think. And then you know yep. they just they re-upped GL, which is I get that. Um, I, totally I have no problem with that. that. But listen, if the Yankees, like I said before in previous podcasts, if the Yankees were going to make a run at a, at a star free agent, I think it would have been Seager. And obviously, Seager's not on the board anymore. So I'm thinking the Yankees are going to stand pat, maybe. Try to make a trade somehow and get somebody. I mean, we know they need pitching. Rizzo, I think, is coming back. Um, Freeman, I think, we, like we said, stays in Atlanta. But um, so Rizzo, listen, Rizzo, Stanton, and Judge, 
they could beat anybody on any night, right? I mean, if those guys are healthy and hitting, they're still vaunted. But I will tell you, if that's what they're putting forward, I think the Yankees will struggle. Yeah, but I also I I wonder if the Yankees are also planning for what they're going to pay Judge. I mean, seeing what money is out there now. Granted, Judge is like two years older than most of these guys. He's going to be thirty, I think. Um, but maybe they're kind of waiting to see how much they're going to have to pay him. I mean, he's not going to be cheap if these other guys are making thirty million dollars a year. I mean, not Scherzer money, who's making like two hundred thousand dollars a pitch or whatever he's making. It's yeah, crazy, which is insane. Um, but still, like you know, Aaron Judge is going to get paid regardless. The guy was fourth in the MVP voting this year, right? Right. But the Yankees, you know, I, I think that even I think that they would be picked for third place in the in the American League East. I mean, nothing's changed, right? Other than you're going to get Severino back full strength, hopefully Jerron back full strength. I mean. That's the, those are that, that's not those anything, aren't difference makers. If anything, there's more question marks, right? Because there's no right, Rizzo, so, there's no first baseman. Voit, who knows what you're going to get? Hicks, who knows what you're going to get? No, those are all scrap heap names. That's what I'm saying. They're, but like so my point, no that, what do you position. think they're doing? What what do you think is going on? Like you think they're just saving money? I mean, I thought the Yankees were win all the time, not wait. I don't know. I mean, the most interesting thing that's happened is you know Cashman repelled down the side of a building like an elephant fought the Grinch. I mean, nothing else. I mean, it's kind of scary in a way, dude. I mean, there's really. Listen, like I said, who were they going to go get though? That's been out there. Stroman would have been nice as a pitcher, right? Well, listen, they you could take a, a flyer on Syndergaard, which the Angels got. But listen, if they they were not going to get Javi Baez, we know that. If you're not going to get Correa, which is still a possibility, I don't right? But the thing happening. is that that's where their needs were. They need a shortstop and would another been, outf- and another Simeon, outfielder. Baez or Correa, right? There's your shortstop. Semyon would have been awesome. Right, but obviously they didn't want him. Right, so, so that's the point st- why. Like, John, I'm trying to give stick- me some, take a stand I for crying out loud. I think they're going to stick like, with the minor league guy, and hopefully that's who they're going to bring up and play. And they're going to move Glaber to short. They're going to do a stopgap. I mean, that's a bunch not, of spoonfuls of hot Glaber garbage. Second. I mean, aren't, you should be furious. This is a joke. I mean, I think it give- sucks, dude, but listen, if you missed out on Seager, your alternative right now is Correa. They, you never you used to miss Correa? out on anybody. Like, my point is, like, what the heck is going on? Just because they, you didn't hear about it in the paper doesn't mean they weren't offering money to somebody. Well, then why didn't they come? All of a sudden, the Mets, because of Steve Cohen, they can't get anybody because nobody wants to play there. And then I, maybe maybe people would rather make $25, $30 million in Texas where no one's going to bother them than come to New York. Maybe people don't want to play in New York. Well, I'm just saying, like, let's York. talk the about— New York Mets just signed Scherzer for— $43 million They probably a year. paid him 30% more than anyone else would pay. Get so, your head out of the clouds. He would not have made anything close to that with any other team. Nobody should be making close to that. But the point is, is that they overpaid by a huge margin Absolutely. to get him. So they had to do that. The fact that New York has to overpay to get somebody to go there, the Mets are different because of Steve Cohen. And my point to you is, what the hell is going on? And you seem to be fine. Like, let's put Glaber here. Let's put T- Hub. All these guys. I'm just looking at the all, puzzle that's out there, they're Brian. all not the solution. Obviously, but what else, what do you want me to do? You want me Not to call him up and tell him? I want you to be mad. Him? I want you to be angry. I want Listen, you to have an opinion or a theory. I don't want Carlos Correa on the Yankees. I'm not mad because they didn't sign the guy yet. And I, chances are he's the last one out there, right, for shortstops. They didn't sign Baez. He's a, I don't like him. I'm talking about me, right? Not as a yeah, yeah. Yankee fan. So Simeon would have been nice. Simeon would have been nice. But granted, dude, Simeon is, an old, is older. He's 32 years old. Boy, he can hit. He can hit. He can hit the last two years. Listen, I just hope these other guys don't go to die in Texas, dude, because it seems like Texas swallows people up and chews them up. A rod. Yeah. I mean, then they trade them and, and what have you. But the bottom. Listen, Corey Seeger is not going to play out his contract on that team. No. 
Oh, I agree. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not that upset. The Yankees aren't doling out ten year contracts to guys for thirty two million dollars. Maybe they're going to sit back like we said before and and lay in the weeds a little bit. Sign Judge as their franchise guy, who's a little bit older, scares me. And then wait for these Stanton contracts and stuff to go up. But that's still four or five years down the road, which is scary. So do you want to wrap yourself into another one of these? I don't know. I, that's why I'm asking you. The Red Sox aren't wrapping themselves into anything either. No, but there's no surprise. They have Haim Bloom who came from Tampa, and you knew what they were doing. Now, I don't like it. What pisses I don't love me off it. is they'll say one thing and they won't do it, right? That's what annoys me. They'll say, well, we're going to go above the threshold and all that. But they don't know any what the threshold is. Who's the they? You're talking the Yankees yeah. or the Red Sox? Yeah, yeah. well, Hal's going to let us go above the threshold or whatever. Well, then they don't do anything, right? But why is that? I don't know. Maybe because they're standing pat now because of this, but they didn't do anything before December 1st. I don't know. I love it because the Yankees, to me, are like not very interesting. I think they're doing what they did last year. They're going to sit back and they're going to hope they get what they have yeah. out of these starters and hope Glaber gets his head out of his butt. I don't know, but they need a shortstop. They, they need a bona fide shortstop. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports, which brings us to you know the lockout. Because maybe the Yankees are trying to, you know, sort of, they're not sure what's going to happen, or maybe they know what's going to happen. I mean, to me, they got the inside track. I, you know, whether I don't know what the league wants from the, I don't really understand what what gets us to this point. So the players want the younger players to make more. They want to get to free agency sooner. They want fewer teams to tank. I mean, like basically, MLB is like the NFL, whereas you can do nothing and make a profit. Right. So it doesn't incentivize. And then, the, listen, the Houston Astros set the model. They switched ownership. They signed a big TV deal. They tanked. Yep. So they were getting huge money from the TV deal. They tanked. Great they, draft, they drafted wonderfully, which is that they have to deserve credit. They get credit for that. Yep. And then they get a window of opportunity to win. And then they now, cheated. They cheated. I think that they like. I look at them like a Barry Bonds career. Like Listen, they, they were did, good they enough. They did draft good talent, and they were good enough to win the World Series. They didn't probably need to do that, but they did. But either way, they're competitive, and that's the window. A lot so of it, there other is teams some luck are involved. Other, There's a lot of luck involved. Other teams are copying now, right? So I understand those grievances, but they don't. Those don't seem to be insurmountable. So like, I don't really understand. Talk about like a lottery draft, like the NBA. So the teams that don't finish in the postseason can get you know. Any number, like if you finished right outside the door, you might get the number one pick. Well, how does that change things necessarily? So that makes you not want to be the worst because you can still have a chance to get a top pick if you're not the worst. I, I mean, those to me are all incremental. I think the lower end players. I mean, to go from a, like a a rookie contract of five, six, seven hundred thousand to forty plus million, I think that that is, um, it is kind of gross. In it's my a pretty opinion. big gap. Yeah, it's too big a gap. And there are guys. What's the locker room like? And it creates just this. I don't know the culture of it. I don't. I don't really love. There's always going to be disparity from the free agent guy to the entry level guy. But I think the entry level contract in the NBA Maybe there should be a cap on how much you higher. can make. Like per season, that would be a salary cap. Well, maybe not an overall, like a cap just in general per year contract, not a team I, contract. I don't think that. I just ever, seems crazy. That's that, never. Like, by the way, John, let me just talk. That's never going to happen. Well, of course, it's never going to happen. But it makes sense. I mean, why do you need to be paid that much money to throw a baseball? I mean, Scherzer's making like. What fifty two thousand dollars a pitch or something? Well, here's the thing that was That's brought to crazy. my attention. Think, think about it. The average attendance when baseball is fully open outside of the pandemic is probably the capacity is probably fifty percent, right? The average capacity across all of baseball is yeah. probably fifty percent full. The TV contracts nothing like football. So where is all this money coming from? Like, where is all the money to spend on to give Max Scherzer? 
two hundred grand a pitch. Well, eventually like, the fans got to pay for well, it. Well, to me, right? it's a tip of the hat that shows you what they're profiting. And so, like, if you can pay, if you can have, you know, if 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 what Scherzer signed, what, he signed. Who did he sign with again? Three years with the Mets. Yeah. So the Mets, the Mets probably forty percent capacity. If you're if you're not sell, if you're selling out eight to ten games a season and you can afford one guy who plays every five days to pay him forty million dollars, what does that mean about what you're making? Making a ton of money, right? They're so that to me is money. not something that you you can do some oh woe is me from the. No. And their point is that the players what the players want is going to make the game less competitive. I mean, if they could prove that to me, I would accept it. I mean, I'm not on the players' side for a lot of stuff, but I do think like some of these issues like. Honestly, like, you know, minimum pay and, and stuff like that, I'm 100% in support of. But they won't drop the top end. So, like, I'm sitting here and people are listening to this podcast being like, it, it just doesn't make sense to jeopardize the game for the first time in 26 years. These issues don't seem to be big enough. It seems like they could figure it out. I mean, and it's, I mean, listen, they're talking about a work lockout, work stoppage and all that. You got you got time to figure this out. So I'm going to leave you with one one question. And try to get your opinion on this because one thing that I think will come out of it is not necessarily the DH, which I'm against the DH and the NL, um, but a 14 team, you know, expanding the playoffs. Are you in favor? Uh, I guess it depends on how they do it. Like a politician, how does how do they do it though? Do they do this one game playoff crap again? No, they give a buy. They give a buy to the top team. They have like the top team can pick the one of the teams they want to play. I mean, I guess I'd have to see the blueprint. I don't like the one game crap in baseball. It's I don't know. I don't like the one game crap. But then you say to yourself, you only deserve one game because you shouldn't be there to begin with. But they shouldn't be playing a team that's that good. So it's like I don't know. I liked it better when it was like you got to win the damn thing to get in. I'm with you. You got to win the whole shebang. Two teams get in, and then you battle it out. There's well, that, four teams. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I mean, like. There's three divisions now, so maybe right. you get six teams in. Okay, so that's never happening. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, so. then what's the next thing? No, we're going to have 18 teams. The no, next no. thing you know, it's like the NHL and this freaking postseason is two and a half months long. I'll give you a clear cut opinion. I hate expanding the playoffs. I think it's just further dilution. And I also agree with you. Like the fact that the, you know, the a team can win 106 games. And and have their season be over in nine innings, I think is not fair. Right. Um, but I don't think the solution is adding teams. And I think adding games. I mean, honestly, if you're going to add more games, I my desire to go a lot is at its lowest point in a long time because I'm paying a hundred bucks a ticket, and you know it's fun. I like to visit with people and hang with my wife or my kid. But like the games are less compelling because they're so darn slow, and I just. It's not something I want to do 12 times a year. I want to do it like four. Right. I'd rather sit at home any given day of the week and watch baseball on TV. It, going to a game, especially a major league game, is too much of a it's too much of a project. I know, but there's nothing like having a little beer buzz and eating some peanuts. And it's watching fine, the but then you go down there, and next thing you know, your team gets spanked by 12 runs, or right. like the well, pitcher you, washes out in the first right. inning, or you know, it starts to rain. There's nothing well, like paying 250 bucks, games. paying 250 bucks, and your team just lays an egg. Right. There should be some sort of refund structure for that. Refund structure. Right. I mean, like if your team underperforms by a certain degree, you get a certain game amount insurance. Back. I just, I, I think that they both, 
they both the ownership in these teams have just got it so good in all these professional sports. I just think it's gross that you pay twelve bucks. And you're for never going to pay less. You're not your ticket no, prices not aren't going to go down. Not going down. So That's why honestly, you you can show the people watching on YouTube your sweatshirt. That's why honestly, the miners are way more enjoyable. Watching the game isn't any worse or yeah, or and even better. that's getting expensive. Yeah, it's still, relative to what you pay at a major league game. It's not, but listen, I've gone are the days you can walk up to a double A baseball game and pay four bucks. Or three bucks. It's true. It's still fun, though. And, and it still feels it. it feels more affordable. He's John Seneca. I'm Brian Shackman. This is Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Okay, the Yankees have a hitting coach. you got some details and a nugget. All right, so listen, I think, the, yeah, probably the biggest thing the Yankees have done, so they needed coaching, right? So they still need a first base coach. They hired the Mets' former manager, Rojas, as their third base coach. Um, so they fired Marcus Thames along with the rest of the guys at um, Boone's staff. Um, but they hired this guy named Dylan Lawson. So... He has been their hitting minor league, the hitting coordinator in the minors since 2018. He worked with the Astros previous to that, but he wasn't with the Astros in 2017. So he, wasn't, he wasn't banging on trash cans. He wasn't in there. The one year he wasn't, he was gone working for the University of Missouri in 2017. So he's not tainted, Brian. He's not tainted. Um, his philosophy is hit strikes hard. That's what I read. Now people say everybody should do that, but his philosophy comes from recognizing pitches. So mm. we've got some different styles of what they do so they do two different pitching machines in bp um fast fastball this is under his under his, his watch what they've been doing especially in the minors and now with the major leagues it's going to be coming to the major league squad um two different pitching machines in batting practice and it's not so much of the show in batting practice anymore where you're just lobbing them in there you're getting faster pitches huh. um and curveballs and fastballs so you don't know what's coming um and in normal batting practices you know when you're working on things um using colored balls where players have to recognize the pitches and say what color the ball was. Not color so balls, but dots on the balls. So, so you get blue. So instead of red. And the whole thing translates back to pitch recognition. So hmm. you're not only hitting the ball hard, but you're hitting the ball knowing See, I, what's coming. I thought most of these guys just guess fastball. Just well, I guess. guess if you, I, I think the philosophy is if you can train yourself, you don't got much time, right? No, I mean, the, the reflexes are insane. But if you can train yourself to recognize pitch and tell yourself, I guess, what the pitch is coming by verbally doing it maybe wow. that works better that's kind of cool but they're also in the minors they've been using um the uh pitch the hit tracker the motion blast motion sensors and i noticed that when i went down to uh the tampa this year and i saw the martian jason dominguez what do they what do they do so they're they're not things on the knobs of the bat on the bottom right and they track uh you know bat speed exit velocity oh. uh, launch angle all that because i noticed it uh he was swinging and the thing flew off and he put it back on, and then it flew off on his next swing, and then he finally just chucked it so in the dugout. It. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. They're wearing using those things. And I thought it was just him, and they were just doing it for him. And then I noticed they were on the other player. So that's all across the minors. More so data. Big on data, big on analytics. Now here we go to the nugget. So he played for four years at Transylvania State University. Transylvania State. What's his name again? Dylan? Dylan Lawson. Never played pro ball? Never played pro ball. He played first base and outfield for Transylvania State University. Where is that, Brian? Do you know where that it's is? It's got to be Pennsylvania. No, it's not. It's not where the vampires live or anything like that. That's the first thing I think, Transylvania University. Where is it? It's in Lexington, Kentucky. Is it in? So it's not in Transylvania. It's not in Transylvania. Now they they are the pioneers. They're not the bats or the wool or the uh, the whatever the werewolves. The or Transylvania like University pioneers. pioneers. Now their logo, their their mascot is a bat, and it's the it's called the RAF. Bat R A F. The they RAF. have some branding issues. Yeah. I think. So it's it's named after the founder Samuel Constantine Rafinisk, and he's actually buried in the administrative building. They dug his bones up. 
in Philadelphia. And like he was a va- he was a vampire. I don't know. He might be a vampire now because they dug him up and they buried him. It's like the whole thing is weird. So, anyways, here's the nugget though. So I thought that's to myself, not the nugget. That's not the nugget. <laughs> okay. The nugget is I thought to myself, all right, so. Transylvania University, we didn't even know where it was. It's kind of creepy. It's kind of weird. So I was thinking, what other major league players have went to Transylvania University? And there are some? And there are some. And the first one I found actually played for the Yankees. Who? And his name is Cy Barger. Barger. In like 1922? 1902 to 1907. <laughs> there you go. At 21 years old, he played for the Yankees. How did he was do? He was a pitcher. He, was played, his, he played for one year, or two years, 1906-1907. For the Yankees, he had... 5.1 innings pitch, 7 hits, 8 runs, 3 walks, 3 Ks. And he had 5 at-bats, 1 hit, and 2 Ks. So not your standout player. No, but, but so he was in the show. What's so his, was, give me his name again. His name was Cy Barger. Cy Barger. B-A-R-G-E-R. 1906 and 1907, he played for the New York Yankees. He went on to play for 15 years in the majors, uh, just for random teams. But uh, the Yankees never played for the Red Sox, but he did play for the Yankees. Well, so. Transylvania, the turn so of the century. So that's two alumni stat. on the Yankees now from Transylvania University. There you go. Coming if we do have the 2022 season. That is some elite nuggetude. I'm, like I'm that, into huh? it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. <laughs> All right, John, thank you very much. John Senecal, Brian Shackman. This has been another edition, the 58th episode of Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Watch us on YouTube, listen to us on Odyssey or wherever you enjoy your podcast, and please share it with a friend and grow it because we like it and we want to keep doing it. Have a great one. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.